1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of even more festive fixtures Michael Beale says there is an Ibrox future for Stephen Davis after his injury But is looking for midfield reinforcements Ange Postacoglu is expecting Hibs to take the game to Celtic More than some other opponents tomorrow And Greg Kilty signs a contract extension at St Mirren I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight you've Jim Duffy and Gordon Diel Gordon the big games just keep coming thick and fast Yeah after an exciting Weekend, Gordon. We're now viewing tomorrow night's uh, full fixture list. A lot of important games, not just at the uh, the top. You look at the bottom, for instance, Dundee United Ross County. Already, that is a real pressure game. Um, teams out there that's not got off to the best start, i.e., Aberdeen under Jim Goodwin, sitting up there in the league, pretty, but coming under a little bit of pressure from the supporters. Motherwell, my team Going to Highbrooks That's going to be difficult And then obviously Looking forward to Easter Road Hibs and Celtic And the thing is Jim Everybody's just desperate To get their new Christmas socks Gloves Long John's hats <laughs> Jackets on And get out to the football Usually you get the chance On Boxing Day Or the 27th at a push uh, It feels like we're being Made to wait an extra day This year That's just like Some of the subs I've seen Try to come on <laughs> recently They've got that much gear on Trying to you know get it all off Before they go on the pitch Yeah and also I think for supporters um, Gordon this is the time of the year When everyone speculates What they're team needs what we you know what players are required recruitment is vital we see that we hear that time and time again um you know a lot of managers get praise for that recruitment and uh, you know whereas if it doesn't work out um the criticism comes thick and fast so yeah four days to the transfer window opens and uh, it'll be interesting to see which uh you know of, of our bigger clubs in particular um, you know how many signings or new signings they might make come on then 01419511025 I let you off the hook last night because you're getting stuck into your leftover Christmas dinner and maybe everything's a bit out of sorts but by now you must want to talk football because every team in the top flight plays tomorrow evening so there is a lot to look forward to pick up the phone please 01419511025 if you look at that fixture Rangers against Motherwell obviously interesting on the pitch as Rangers look to maintain a 100% record under Michael Beale heading into the small matter of the Celtic game what about the news side of things from Ibrook Stephen Davis out for the season I guess fairly or unfairly based on his age people would then leap to is that the last time he plays does he play for Rangers again what happens there uh, and do Rangers need to act quickly and bring in some midfield reinforcements what do you think Celtic fans Ange Postacoglu says Hibs might take the game to them a bit more uh, than some other teams have been recently particularly uh, with it being away does that suit you? Uh, St Mirren fans you've been dishing out contract extensions there is a lot going on uh, Davey Martindale says they've got a duty of care to Jason Holt to appeal the red card he got at the weekend so come on let's do it all 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB and whilst your adoring public get their calls in how was it? The big day, Mr Scrooge, no mm. Christmas cards, no Christmas tree, no decoration, no songs, no films. Did I'm the big day live up to it? I'm going to go one better. No Christmas dinner. You're joking. No, I ended up in my bed. Uh, with Still a, with a big red nozzle. Yeah, yeah, I ended up with a, a bit of a, a chest infection, Gordon, and it didn't work out too well See, for me. So, karma is everything. I don't necessarily believe in these things, but maybe if you had spread a bit more festive yeah. cheer in the month of December, 
the universe or whatever would have looked after I've you. I've only got myself to blame. I really do. Not uh, a single pig in blanket not, consumed. Not, not a, even a bit of turkey or anything. I was so disappointed. So, um, but should, the good thing is I didn't have a lot of decorations to pull down uh, um, yesterday. So I'm fine, and I'm just need to soldier on. It's now. funny because you you like birthdays, you know. Because I remember your last birthday, obviously were there. And yeah, you, know, you, you like the celebrations. I like weddings. You like to say, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, so, so you like the occasional. <laughs> you like a gift. <laughs> There's a lot of things. So, so like. why, why not Christmas gifts and uh, Christmas cheer? That was just a bad one for me. It's one I want to put behind me, and I'll look forward to next year's. Mm-hmm. Jim Duffy, good time. Did the client yeah. have a Christmas wish list? Did it get fulfilled? Uh, well, I wouldn't say we get fulfilled of a, a huge wish list. Um, you know, if 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 you're if any football manager, I think has, has that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, me personally, no, I just uh, spent time with the family. It was great. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, like everything else and everyone else, oh, except for Gordon, that is. Uh, it's always good to spend spend time and uh, overindulge in some of the things you wouldn't normally do. Too many, well, for me, not the drink, but obviously too many sweets and a lot more eating than I should do. But uh, we'll see what we can do coming the new year again. Let's overindulge on football chat on these phones. Then come on, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, because there is a lot to look forward to, and it's at that stage, Gordon DL, where you can pretend. To be respectful of the forthcoming fixtures And we know you have to And Ange Postacoglu will And Michael Beale will But for a lot of football fans In this city It's about Just Dealing mm. with this in a professional manner Before the big one round the corner Starting to sound like Hugh Keevens a bit But he starts mm. it in August I, th- I think with it, you know, a week <laughs> to go I feel safe doing it Look I think I think everybody Will be looking forward to Monday Of course it will That's a big game That's what the one we certainly look forward to Beginning of January But you're right, I think you look at, you know, two managers, uh, Michael Beale and, and Ange Postacoglu, they'll just be concentrating, making sure they get in there with the three points under their belt. Now, they're playing two teams in the bottom six tomorrow. I think they're firm favourites to go and win that, especially Rangers at home to Motherwell. Um, it's got to be very difficult for Mal to get anything there. If Rangers play the potential, they'll pick up three points. And I do not see Hibs... Hibs at all even attacking in the sense of saying right we'll throw men forward we'll be in the Easter Road we get a good result the weekend you're playing a Celtic team that would just hit you in the counter and absolutely mm. punish you so that's going to be a battle of the wits but Celtic for me are far too strong for him this is the quickest U-turn in a while Jim I take mm. a lot of that back because in many ways Monday looks very different if you don't take care of business tomorrow. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're never an irrelevance. It was all sort of tongue in cheek, especially when you look at where Rangers are. It, when Michael Beale came in, if you could get to that fixture nine points, mm-hmm. you know, worst case scenario, you stay the nine points yeah. behind, then you take your chances and find out what happens on Monday. If that was to somehow grow tomorrow, that gap Monday seems like a, a mountain. <laughs> And on the flip side, the Celtic do find it tough in the capital. Rangers going to Monday thinking it's game on. Yeah, well, listen, it was only a few few days ago that um, you know we thought uh, Rangers had uh, had blown it anyway, uh, and then managed to score um, two unbelievably goal, uh, late goals, ninety four <laughs> minutes and ninety seven minutes. Um, you know, to to keep that gap at nine. Um, but I think that. Motherwell must be really fragile, Gordon. After having mm. a two nothing lead against ten men 
and Kilmarnock and then throwing that away to 2-2 two, two. so I think it'll be interesting to see how they approach that game because they must be shell-shocked with that um, and Rangers 9 points out of 9 under Michael Beal yep some of the performances he said himself could be better but the most important thing you do as a new manager is get victories and he's managed to achieve that so he'll get into the game against Motherwell um, full of confidence but knowing full well there's still no margin for error come on then 01419511025 let's do it Rangers fans what do you make of the disappointing news on Stephen Davis's injury it looks like his season is over is that his Rangers career over he has a contract is that his career in general over because he's obviously getting to a certain age as well unfortunately time catches up uh, with everyone Michael Beale says there is still place for him at the club is that encouraging uh, and what does that say about your need for midfield reinforcements in January do let us know we are looking ahead to all those other games tomorrow including Hibs against Celtic so with that in mind let's bring in Robbie who will kick things off as a Celtic fan take it away Robbie I'd just like to say a merry happy Christmas uh, festive period to yourself Gordon and uh, I'd like to welcome Jim Duffy back on it's good to hear from you Jim not heard from you for a while for quite a while and uh, obviously the regular there Mr D I would like to say uh, hello to him Hi Robbie He's been called worse than Merry Christmas I must admit Yeah Merry Christmas to you Robbie What are you thinking about your team at the moment then the game tomorrow? I would like to make the point to I'll I'll go with Jim first and uh, Gordon can chip in at the back of him Jim, way back to the St Martin game, uh, you'll mind that Celtic lost that one and Ange Postacoglu made, I think it was six or seven changes. Now, in the aftermath of that defeat, many people were questioning Ange uh, for making that many amount of changes and saying, oh, well, that amount of changes has contributed to the defeat. Now, ever since then, he seems to have stuck by his guns because... Me or you, Jim, uh, if we were making a prediction for this Hibs game tomorrow on a lineup, I think it would be like uh, hitting the lottery if we got it right, <laughs> because he makes that many changes. But I just want to uh, ask you, Jim, see the amount of changes that, that he's making? Certainly, my opinion is, is if you're making changes and at the starting lineup for game to game, and you're also making changes with your four or five substitutes, that just means that when you do call upon players you've no got any rusty ones you know if he was stick, he had to stick by his team last season when it was like the same midfield uh, McGregor, Turnbull and Rogic it was the same forward line he had limited options uh, that was basically forced upon and he has admitted that but I mean that's what I'm, the point I'm, I'm, I'm making is that how how um, frequent he's actually making these changes the, the, from game to game it's just a seamless transition yeah I, th- I think Robbie you know what, what you're saying is, is, is how first and foremost how strong a squad Celtic have and I think that's the thing Celtic don't look any weaker no matter what team uh, he puts out but also Ange Postacoglu st- stated um, just over a week ago he, he was unhappy with the performance he didn't feel as if he got enough bodies in the box and there was enough threat in the goal and he said there was going to be changes for the next game and I think that's the first time I can really Remember Ange Postacoglu, you know, since he came in, more or less saying he wasn't happy and therefore these changes were because of performance levels rather than, you know, just fresh the team up or keeping the squad happy or just rotating. You know, there was a there was a, a significant reason in his mind. And then again after the game at the weekend there, he said that the, the players want him to be on their case to keep the standards high. So competition for places is the first thing. 
Uh, and obviously, if you drop below the standard that he believes uh, should be set at Celtic, then he's going to change the squad. So I think there's elements of, of that recently in the last the last couple of weeks. But he does every now and again just like to freshen up. The, the one that he threw in uh, the weekend was Hatati right back. Mm. You know, in scoring two goals, could have had a hat trick. Um, he probably knew he was going to dominate the ball and be on the front foot uh, as they are in ninety nine percent of the games, um, and therefore he thought he could he could uh, you know allow that and it, it worked an absolute treat. Will will it, will he will he keep that if um, Juranovic is back and uh, you know and if if um, Anthony Ralph is available I would I would doubt it so I still think there'll be a couple of changes uh, tomorrow night against Hibs but I don't think there'll be too many Robbie do you know what I think the look is Jim you talk about changes let's start the middle part you can name six quality players mm-hmm. he plays three mm-hmm. if you play the any three of those six Celtic fans would be happy because mm-hmm. it's quality you look at the forward line. Six or seven up there You could play any three of them In the front three And you'd be absolutely delighted With the quality as well So squad rotation is part of the game Now especially Celtic I think Postacoglu's substitutions are brilliant Because more than th- th- than ever He makes an impact when he makes those substitutions The pe- the people come on the pitch and They make an instant impact Whether he does it two, three, four at a time Someone on that subs bench Will make their impact Whether it's create a goal, get a goal Late goal or whatever it may be I just think that if you look at the overall squad And as you say there He'd a luxury that he could play Hatati Who could have had a hat-trick from right back Against St Johnston at home at the weekend uh, I don't think that'll be a regular I've got to say Because I think the lad is absolutely brilliant at middle part But they're such a strong squad And you look at the bench Which tells you everything So if he goes there tomorrow And makes three, four, five, two, I don't think Hibs will be thinking Oh, we've got a chance here Because of the amount of changes he's made Hibs will know they're still in a game Against a very good Celtic team I'm sure Ange Postacoglu would hammer the one game at a time mantra Robbie, I know that fans sometimes look a bit further ahead What does tomorrow's team, does tomorrow's team have Monday in mind for you Or, or does it live completely separately? Um, well, just as, as the two guys have just said there I think it can make significant changes with the Rangers game ahead Or... or, or, or no do that and just look at tomorrow's game in isolation anyway and make a significant changes and it can come up with the Rangers game at the back of it and make other changes again as as the guys have just said you know if you look at the two the two uh, uh, the left wing and the right wing I'm going to tell you the now it doesn't bother me in the slightest if he plays Jota and Haxabanifits if he plays Maeda and Forrest Jota and Forrest he could bring in Abada and Haxabanifits Abada and Jota you can mix them up, and the guys will agree with me. Any any two of them, you're going to be quite confident. Obviously, there's going to be some in, in the media and some Celtic fans who would say, oh, "Well, I'd maybe rather play him, or maybe rather play him." But I'd like just like just like to say, Abada against Rangers, he's brilliant at coming in for the blind side of the defender at the back post. He done it in the three 0 game. I think he actually done it. Was it once or twice? I can't mind. It was maybe just the one goal he scored in that one, and he done it again earlier this season in the four 0 game again at Celtic Park, sneaking in. And the blind side of the defender When the play is over at the other side He is turning into a bit of an expert At all firm games At getting the crucial goals And he got two in that 4-0 game One was a low drive And one was sneaking in uh, Similar to how he sneaked in Against Barisic in the 3-0 game I think if I was going for Actually any winger Believe it or not 
we've got to be a stick on I would actually go for a badder out of six even though I'm actually contradicting myself saying I wouldn't bother any two or the ones I mentioned but I think a badder is really dangerous really direct and once he comes into that central area that's where he really comes alight and comes on fire As you said Jim this is the time of year where you sort of blend talking about games with who's going to stay and who's going to go and the name mm. that just keeps doing the rounds is Juranovic yeah it was doing the rounds anyway Then he goes and has the type of World Cup that he did I think he got back yesterday yeah. Social media There is no hiding place If he's going to go on and post a picture of his Christmas tree <laughs> yeah. in Glasgow It tells you that he's back So probably trained today uh, Maybe even yesterday But you would imagine today Does he come straight back and play tomorrow? Would that be too soon? And if it is too soon Does Rangers become your first game back? Or, and or, or does he leave all of a sudden once January no, I, comes well, round? I, I don't. I don't think it's too soon. And if he's if he's around in in Monday for the old firm game, I think he'll play. Um, he got pitched straight, in, straight into one when yeah, he arrived. Didn't yeah, he? I think. I mean, listen, he's, he's obviously played in, in the World Cup, so he's had a little break. But you know, he'll come in. He'll be assessed by you know the the you know the fitness coach and the and the manager will assess them. Uh, I think he'll be absolutely fine. He may well pitch him straight in um, tomorrow night against Hibs. So it wouldn't surprise me. But if not. Um, then I absolutely expect him to start. Yeah, I expect him to start against Rangers. I mean, I think the, the I know we're, we're talking in advance here, but I, I think um, against Rangers it'll be. I know he's got a huge squad, but I still think it'll be the guys that he normally relies on with Juranovic mm-hmm. and Taylor and their fullbacks, uh, Starfield and uh, and the uh, Carter Vickers, and then it'll be O'Reilly, McGregor, and Hatati with a, probably a bad as he said, um, Kyogo and Jota. But you know the it's one of those situations as Gordon is saying I mean they don't just have two players for every position they've got more than that now Celtic and then with the new signing as well coming in talk about another new signing as well today uh, in the media mm-hmm. so I, I, I genuinely don't know how we can manage to keep everyone happy as much as Celtic are successful and much as he seems a terrific man manager he's still going to have his work out because there's going to be there's, there's three or four boys now that can't even go on the bench now with nine subs I think Gordon but well, Social media has undoubtedly Led to this Getting a, a bit more Out of control Than it, it used to The number of teams When you keep seeing Barcelona mentioned That mm. seems to be The latest one West Ham I think I know it's a tweet about today And it's so difficult To really know What has proper substance now And um, And what doesn't But Either way I suppose the immediate Concern or question If you like Will be when When is he back When does he play And then does he stay yeah, that's what all the Celtic fans will be wondering. I totally agree with Jim. I think if he's in the building come next Monday, I think he's a certainty to start at Ibrox. Why not? He's still a Celtic player. He's the best right-back they've got. He's a quality player. You want to go and win that game. So I do see him starting at right-back. Of course he's got his admirers, Gordon. He's a terrific player. He's a terrific full-back. He had a very good World Cup. I, I think with the amount of players that Celtic have got, still adding to their squad bringing in the right back, then I think he will be off in January. Thank you to Robbie. It's 01419511025. Now, after this break, we're going to hear from Michael Beale. So Rangers fans, what do you think? He's been speaking about Stephen Davis's injury, how he's still got a place at the club should he wish to stay there in a, a different capacity, maybe after uh, this season is out. What do you think needs to happen there? Can you see that? Does that work out for all parties? Can you see Stephen Davis hanging around uh, as a coach? And... Do you need midfield reinforcements? Did you need them anyway? Do you definitely need them now that Stephen Davis is out? What does the makeup of the midfield look like heading into this January window? Let us know right now, Rangers fans. 01419511025. We'll speak to you after these. 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here at 0141 You can, of course, tweet. Uh, at Clyde SSB I don't know if you've upped your game I don't know if it was the Christmas chest infection But Rod Williamson says What's happened over Christmas? DL sounds like he knows What he's talking about And he sounds like He's done some research Tell him to stop It's giving me the fear <laughs> It was actually Duff throwing his voice Is that because you had your feet up On Christmas night With your I, iPad out? No I certainly didn't have my feet up I was on my kip I was out of the game I was knackered Doing a bit of revision yeah, uh, it's just cause. Mm. Do you know something? I'm I'm on my game tonight. Do you not sleep with your feet up? Just I'm, out of curiosity. I'm, no, no. I'm mm. on I'm I'm on my game tonight because I'm next to Duff. I knew that. I knew. <laughs> I actually, it's Wilson that drags me down. He drags me down. I love <laughs> when Duff's in. He has levels. <laughs> <under Yeah. seat. laughs> I heard you sent him a very rude. Message <laughs> Did on, on Christmas that? Day. No, so no. as usual, blames everybody else no. for everything. So the fact that he's he's missed his Christmas dinner because he's got this chest infection, mm. but he thinks it was his his old pal uh, was Mark that gave it to him. So he's fired him a lovely Merry Christmas message mm -hmm. with, a few, um, with, with, a, a, with a few expletives. Five letter word that began with P, and I think. Just quick, this guy was in here years ago, and he gave every single one of his COVID. Right, that's true. That's true to this day. I'm standing with him on Saturday, and I say to him, "You get into that next booth." What happens? He has his Christmas dinner. I'm in my bed. Oh, he's still feeling rough. He was in last night. Was he? Still, yeah, oh, he's struggling. Did Did they get what I, I actually wanted him to get for Christmas? Then uh, I think so. Right, oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five is the phone number. That's Twitter as well. Uh, Rangers fans, I did say this was your time to step up to the plate. Stephen Davis. Out injured rest of the season uh, How big a blow is that? Now I know he's not been starting loads of games But how big a blow is that in a, a squad sense? Would you like to see him stay on at the club? And what what does the midfield need then in January? Maybe it needed something already Maybe it definitely does now I, I don't know how you feel about it So you tell us 01419511025 right now Who else do we hear from uh, Michael Beale on that very topic? It's a huge blow. I've been uh, devastated ever since it happened. Obviously, we wanted to. We fought straight away. It didn't look like a good one, but obviously we need to let the swelling go down, him to go and have a scan, and then obviously let Stephen process the results of that scan. So I believe in early January he'll go and have it operated on, and then we'll sit and talk. The, the Christmas period's a good time for reflection, I think, with, for Stephen and his family. Us as a club, we have a plan for Stephen anyway. Moving forward, he's someone we always wanted to have in and around the club, both as a player and then helping him in his second career if he chose to go down that route. That was something that was already in discussion from the very first meeting I had with the club because I knew when I was here before that Stephen had a lovely way of detaching himself from the game and seeing it as someone over uh, overlooking the game rather than... Uh, a player that can only see the game from his own eyes. So I was very interested to see where Stephen wanted to go later in life. Having come in and seen him in the Bayer Leverkusen game in the second half of the Hibs game, I thought Stephen hadn't changed in the whole year that I'd been away. I still thought he was as sharp as ever and he was playing at the same level. So therefore, that conversation I was holding in my back pocket. So it's something that uh, Stephen... Only Stephen Davis will make the decision on his future. He's got to have the operation and he's got to see exactly uh, what the surgeon and everybody says and what he feels around it and then he'll decide what he wants to do next. 
Uh, that of course was the sort of general reaction to the injury and so on. Rangers fans, what do you think about that? The absence uh, for the remainder of the season, maybe even just the contribution that he's made over his time at 01419511025. And perhaps a more pressing question for you to give us a call on right now. What are you looking for in terms of midfielders, if any, in January? Here's what Michael Beale said when he was asked about that. We might have been looking anyway, to be honest. It's an area that um, in in the t- we're looking to we're looking to strengthen everywhere, if I'm honest. Um, but in midfield, there is a little bit of uncertainty. I think it's fair to say when you write the midfielders down at Rangers at the minute. You know we have you know a couple of lone players in James Sands and Malik. We have two or three that are out of contract at the end of the season, and their decision on their futures has not uh, been decided yet in terms of Stephen Scott and, and Ryan as well. Um, Glenn seems to get linked with a new club every day as well. So I think midfield is an area that we'll look to strengthen moving forward, yeah. Similarly to last night when we spoke about Craig Gordon, you you obviously sympathise with the player first, both in similar boats Mm. and that they've been wonderful servants to their clubs. They're at that stage where you're looking at it as a potential career-ending injury. And then with your sort of forward-looking lens, Alright what does that mean How much is the team impacted now Who needs signed and so on Yeah I mean I think that uh, Michael Beale You know Left the door open For Stephen Davis And, and, and uh, some sort of coaching capacity uh, You know at the very Start of that interview there uh, Gordon he was saying That it was always in his plans To have him still involved At the club So that that's something That Stephen Davis Will have to decide Does he want to remain In Scotland Does he want to stay here uh, with, with a long term project or does he want to just continue playing if he wants to continue playing I think he'll be away from Rangers I have to say that I don't. I, I just think that you know you know, if Michael Beale does go and bring in new signs which he, sh- he has to do really if he wants to challenge Celtic he's got to bring in at least three or four players and that would put Stephen Davis uh, you know, back in the pecking order I think so for me regardless of the injury I think he, you know, it was always going to be a big decision at come the end of the season um, for Stephen Davis, a, a fantastic footballer. But I think it's time that Rangers freshen things up, got a bit more uh, of a dynamic type of midfielder, different options, different styles. And uh, and, and I think that, um, as I said, for me, unless he stays in a coaching capacity, I don't see his playing career continuing at Rangers. Yeah, terrific player, terrific servant. You've got to say that. Um, that's undoubtable. Uh, we wish him all the best in his recovery. Of course, we do the same as Craig Gordon at Hearts. I look at the the midfield players and their numbers in there. Gordon, I was listening to the manager there. There are a few on loan. There are a couple of young players. McCann, Lowry, is it an opportunity? But I just look at that midfield area. You've got Arfield, for instance. To you know what I think of Arfield, but seems to make that impact coming from the bench. Jack's on his last year. You've got one or two he's talking about, Kamara there, maybe a hint that, you know, clubs are certainly looking at him because he is a talented player. You've had one or two that's been out long term, Hadji, Lawrence, for instance. Um, there's certainly numbers in there, but I do think that Rangers will definitely be looking at that position come January. Specifically that type of midfielder or all types of midfielder or what, what would you think the wish list will look like? Well, it depends on the style of play that Michael Beale ultimately wants to see his Rangers team playing at. But I just think they need more energy, more, um, as I said, um, you know, t- players that can play at a higher tempo. That's the way the game is. That's the way the modern game is played. 
I've noticed even just in the, the short term he's been he's been there. That there's definitely been a quickening, uh, you know, in, in, in the start of play uh, and getting the ball moving a little bit quicker. It's not been perfect, but certainly I think it's that style of player. So, uh, you know, I think that under um, Giovanni Van Brockhurst uh, and and even under Stephen Jared to a certain extent, Stephen Davis could could dictate the tempo of the game. But I think he wants the tempo a lot higher now, and that's the reason why I think it'll be a different type of player. Is there a still a a short term blow there because I know he's not started loads of games but there's still been random big games here or there where he's, where he's just come in and he's played and that's kind of what Stephen Davis yeah. does he can do that can't he so does that still give you know is there a in Michael Beale's head how much of it is about you know forward planning getting someone in and that can take you forward to the next level eventually I think he's a man management he's, 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 right he's a game management uh, player so if you're winning 1-0 sometimes mm-hmm. you think oh put on a defensive player you don't you put on a guy like Stephen Davis because he dominates the ball yeah he'll, he'll take care of it and manage the game so I think he's the type of player that could be ideal in certain games in terms of managing the last 15-20 minutes of the game but if you're actually wanting to impose yourself from the first minute of the game I think you need you know, a different a different type of player. I certainly thought that this would be Stephen Davis's last year. Um, I just think that with the new manager coming in, and I think Jim makes a great point. When you look at, you're going to come up against a Celtic team that's improving all the time in the pace of play in the middle of the park. If you look at Rangers midfield just now, there's there's not a great deal of pace and energy and going forward there, which I think the Rangers manager wants. I think that's his style of play. Now they're good players in there, they're good talent in there of that, there's no doubt. But I think he'll change his style of play. I think he'll want quick, uh, fast football. Um, I think that he looks at his forward line with the likes of the pacey with Ken and, you know, Sakala's become a favourite. And I think Sakala's become a favourite because he's pace as well and, and he, he's rising to that challenge. He's had a couple of goals. But I, look, I just look... <laughs> You know, I'd like to see the young players being given a chance because I think that we bypass a lot of good young players and I think Rangers have got one or two um, in their squad. But definitely, if he's going to really make a challenge of this, he's got to add to that part of his team uh, come January. The injury update, and it feels like Rangers fans are hanging on every day for one, is that Roof and Cholak both trained in the last two days. They're available tomorrow, not 100% fit, but they're available. And again, to make it all about... The 2nd of January Much to the annoyance I'm sure of the managers Who don't do these things If you want Certainly Roof Because he's been out For quite a while And maybe Cholak as well If you're hoping That they can play A meaningful part Monday Does tomorrow Become important for them uh, Yeah absolutely I think if you're If you want to hear I think it's different From, from Juranovic Because he's played The vast majority yeah. of games Like I said Kemar Roof Played very little football in, in, in the last six months or so um, Cholak's obviously Been out for a number Of weeks now um, but I think even going forward, Rangers need another another striker. I mean, no, you know, no disrespect to Kemar Roof, but he's been injured pretty much. Mm. I don't know, maybe two thirds of his Rangers career. So it's very difficult to to, to you know to bank on him, and and, and that's 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 um, difficult. But Rangers, I think, need to have really good options in the front area, and I don't think they've had that really. Um, other than as I said, they've obviously Morelos is there and Cholak is there, but I think they need a different type of player as well. So I think that'll be on his list. He said himself he's looking in all areas, so I think that would, would include the striking department. Um, but yeah, in terms of just the short term, Gordon, yeah, I think they have to be involved tomorrow night, um, you know, against Motherwell um, to have any chance of being involved uh, in the match on Monday. I certainly think Riv's best bet at the best would be 
a sub against Celtic. Um, he's been out too long, and the one thing about him is, you know, uh, he, he's 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 a good striker. Gone, he can get you goals, right? But Jim's quite right. He's since he came to Ibrox, he's struggled with injuries, unfortunately for the guy. So I think even tomorrow, if he plays any part in the game, Monday he would never start it anywhere. I think the pace of the game would be too quick for him. Cholak would be the interesting one yeah. for me. Uh, I think it's a, a complete toss-up between him. I know Morelis has played in the last few games, uh, but I think Cholak's just got something in that penalty box that can turn games for you. The only for me, I think it's it's almost the last chance for Morelis to show potential suitors that he is worth taking a, a punt on because these are the type of games that, that get the publicity, you know, that mm. no, notify people uh, around around Europe. And I'm not saying that everyone just buys on buy a player on one particular game, but it can highlight again. It can bring bring them back to, um, you know, the the, the kind of the, the attention of, of clubs. And, and I think going back to Kemal Roof, I think if, if you know they they all, they all do a really really detailed analysis now. If it was the other way around, if you'd looked at a player. And looked at his career over the last couple of years, and you looked at Kemal Roof's, um, you know, games and played and stuff like that. You would never sign him. You know, if you're at another club, if Rangers mm-hmm. now looked at that over the last couple of years, they would say, "Well, we can't sign him because of that." And as I say, then that's not he criticised the boy. That that's that's heartbreaking for for a player. He he wants to play and wants to train. You know, injuries are horrible. Do you sometimes feel like though you your club can make a difference because I'm about to move on mm-hmm. to mention that apparently John Souter isn't a million miles mm-hmm. away. He's out running he's not in full training but Michael Beale suggesting end of January mm. and of course that's something we hear from a lot of Rangers fans on here is shouldn't have signed him in the first yeah. place but you never know maybe <laughs> maybe he does play a big role and then between now and the end of the season yeah again Gordon listen you can be out for a significant period with with an injury you know Craig Gordon's going to be out as you say John Shooter has snapped his Achilles I think he's done it twice actually but it, it may be one injury and you think well okay he's played a number of games but I'm just saying if you take it from now you know, if, if you were just assessing now, you would have to say Kemal Roof would, would would be a difficult one to say. And John Souter, you know, again, I, I think we've, we've, we've mentioned this on the programme, I think Rangers again need another centre. But yeah, they have ones, like Hollander's there, Souter's there. But they've been injured. Ben Davis has never really mm. settled in for whatever reason. And it never seems to be, a, and hopefully not, a serious injury, but it seems to get a lot of wee niggly injuries that just keep setting them back every day. You can never get a run of games. Okay, 01419511025. We're talking about that Stephen Davis injury, what Rangers need to do transfer-wise to maybe address that in January. Let us know right now, 01419511025. What do you think? If you get your answers in now, we'll get you on next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL, Jim Duffy Both here, both waiting on your calls 0141-951-1025 We're on the eve of a full card in the Scottish Premiership So much to look forward to So why not get in touch And let the guys know what is on your mind We kicked off the show hearing um, from Well we discussed Celtic's trip To Easter Road Didn't we then of course Heard from Michael Beale uh, Talking about Stephen Davis The injury How big a blow it is What the future holds And whether Rangers Were looking for Midfield reinforcements Anyway uh, So whatever your take on that is Get the calls in Let's go straight back To the phones And bring in John on the line uh, What's your point tonight John? Hi guys God, 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 God. Hello. Merry Christmas sorry Thank you John Same to you Hi I, uh, no, my point was maybe a wee bit different point with the VAR this year. 
I know, obviously, Celtic, my team, as you know, they've had a few bad decisions, right? But I think the VAR has been detrimental to us, Gordon, with the fact is when it's stopping the play for three and four minutes, it's gained teams the, the way the high press we play and it's constant in people's faces. I think it's gained teams a chance to regroup against us. I just, well, maybe it's about a different point. I just want to know what you think. Yeah, John. I mean, you're right. It's a, a disadvantage to the way Celtic want to play, but unfortunately, uh, the you know the officials don't do it to try and slow the game down for Celtic. You know, they, they do it because they're trying to get the decisions right, and it's taken too long in many games. I mean, you probably wouldn't have looked at it because you're a Celtic fan. But Robbie Nielsen a couple of weeks ago was saying it was like taking forever to get decisions. Other managers have, have said that as well. I think you know they're all looking for things to be a bit uh, quicker and a bit uh, clearer, mm. but. Yeah right, and and I think um, uh, yeah, there was one of the boys today that, that came out and said said that uh, you know it actually helps get a, get a wee breather mm-hmm. um, against Celtic at times. I think it was William McPherson, I think it was at St Johnson, and it was saying that it can, it can help. But um, yeah, I mean it's not it's not a deliberate ploy by anyone. It's just trying to it's, it's just still yeah. still trying to take a wee bit too yeah, long. To be fair to John, I don't think he's mm-hmm. you know saying it's it's deliberate, Gordon. That mm-hmm. what's because this is a different way of looking at it Because rather than us doing the usual sort of thing we'll do on here Where people phone in and say VAR is getting all the decisions against my team No they're not, they're against my team And you kind of go around in circles and you can't really quantify that There just seems to be This is no secret Celtic want the ball in play As often as possible As quickly as possible Other teams don't care as much about that And I'm not even saying that's the right or the wrong way or whatever It's It's just a fact If you were... Well, St. Johnson, when you went there at the weekend, your ideal scenario is that Celtic get slowed down by whatever, but by you, by whatever. Mm-hmm. And now VAR's come along, so you do wonder if that is a real part of Ange Postacoglu's frustration with it, because you'll notice he very rarely moans about you know decisions that have gone against. He's always big about you know the time and, and the way that it's used. Well, it's well documented the way that Celtic train, Gordon. They train at a very fast mm-hmm. pace. For you know a limited amount of times, you know without VAR breaks, without VAR breaks, so it's all constant, it's all movements, it's all running off the ball, it's moving the ball quicker, and then obviously when it comes to match days, VAR is there, and look, it's not just frustrating uh, for Celtic and support. I, I think it's frustrating mm. for everybody. You're sitting there thinking, why is it mm. taking so long to make up a simple decision? No, but, but, but there's but, a lot of positives. Yeah, but see on that, right? Let, let's take Celtic out of it, right? Let's just call them Team A, whoever they are. If Team A wants the ball and play quickly, surely it would it, it would impact them more. It, it, it doesn't, Gordon, because look at the results. <laughs> look at the goals. Just no, go. I just mean in terms. I don't mean in terms of detrimental to the results yet. Yeah. Just generally speaking, would it not change your no listen your game plan? I, I, no, I, I think listen. You what, what would you get? You might get two possibly three decisions in a game that might take a bit longer sometimes you get none obviously so yeah, I think uh, the average by the way because there was a, a sort of briefing on this towards the end of the the, the season before the, the, the break yeah. I think the average for the VAR for the full VAR mm. check so far has been two and a half yeah. minutes yeah so I mean I think listen we, we think it is a bit too long I think it's, it's agreed as they're quicken up but I, I don't think it it's got a significant impact on it Yeah I think it's frustration There is a tad frustrated I understand that Particularly at Celtic Park Because they do want everything You know Really really quick uh, And the opposition They're thinking Oh thank goodness for that We're getting a wee bit of a breather But uh, I I don't think it's as, as significant as, as maybe John would think it'd be Because the results And the performances And the goals they score I think 
you know, tell you other than that. Yeah, I, I think where everybody likes to shelter, obviously frustrated because they want to play that mm. fast, f- uh, flowing football, Gordon. Also, Celtic fans are frustrated that any team, well, any team like St Johnston and the lower teams and uh, come to Celtic Park, they park the bus and they're going, why do they park the bus just come in? Because Celtic are far better. Now, like VR, as Jim pointed out there, they find a way to win. They scored four goals at the weekend and probably could have scored a lot more. St Johnston probably delighted with VR at times, but uh, like most teams that go to Celtic Park, but it's not, a f- I wouldn't say... Look, Postacoglu wants everything to be perfect He's a manager, of course he does He wants everything to be perfect for his club His, his players and his supporters But I don't think it's affecting them too badly Because they're top of the league with nine points They're playing terrific football And they're banging in uh, goals like God, I'm amazed when Celtic go away from home Teams still don't like leave the grass a bit longer Tell the ball boys to go and sit in the stand. You know, really, <laughs> really annoy them what and really frustrate them. Yeah, really well, slow they, they the game down because, do, they, because in, in the Celtic that, want ultra yeah. quick, and therefore you you don't want to play they their game do, because though. when you they go are to, the best at it. When you go to most <laughs> venues, they don't have the the sort of multi-ball system, system the way that Celtic do. They just, just don't have it, and I guess that's what Ange Postecoglou speaks about when he says about you know taking into account how different it is sometimes mm. going away from. Being at home Speaking of which John It's away tomorrow How important is tomorrow In it's own right And then as a As a A build up to Monday As Anne says it They've got to take care Of the Habs game Before then you think About Rangers But uh, see See you can touch And back on the VR right? Last week I was listening I, wasn't, what, I, was, I was out and about And I was listening On Radio Scotland the Celtic game last week And one of the decisions That was a bad goal That got chopped off it, it took about six minutes, right? And is it, is it, I think it was Alan Preston was commenting along with Paddy Boner. It was Alan Preston said, why did they... Obviously, the guys who should have watched it, or they're referees. So then they, they looked at it and looked at it and then they called the referee over. Why can't they guys just make the decision and tell the referee? It was actually out of order at times about how long it did. That was about six minutes that Alan Preston highlighted that last week. Well, must so have no, I have no idea if it was six minutes. I, I can't remember the one specifically. Yeah. Um, I know uh, the average is two and a half. Yeah. And I think... When you build... I think we need to be a little bit careful what we wish for just because on one hand people keep saying VAR it's ruining the game because referees because the game's getting re-refereed now we want somebody who's not even on the pitch to be re-refereeing it so (laughs) so those two are in direct contradiction with each other look there's a million and one things that are really 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 annoying Mm -hmm. about VAR but they at least try the idea not in Scotland everywhere they try and uphold this notion that the ref makes the final decision Yeah, listen, I mean, the, the, everyone was screaming for it. You know, the 99.9% was screaming for it. Managers, supporters, you know, we need to get VR yeah. into Scotland. We, you know, we're behind the times, you know, all these sort of things. And then when it comes in, we'll, we'll still complain. That's just us by nature. Yeah. But, you know, the incident that John's talking about is the Abada one where so the player was, goes uh, to and head. By it. the way, and that's, that is standard yeah. VAR practice across the globe mm-hmm. because there was a debate, because it was subjective whether... Yeah. He, del- he tried to make del- a, a, a deliberate action or Then or the, ref, the, ball, the ref yeah. does go over to the monitor Yeah, so it's up to referee yeah. to decide that Where he thinks that he, he made a, del- a deliberate play on the ball And if he did, there was a goal yeah, stood yeah. If he didn't, he cancels it So he, in his decision We argued about it at yeah, length last yeah. week in his, in his mind, he, he thought it, it wasn't deliberate So therefore, he, you know, the goal the goal was disallowed But there, there'll still be contentious decisions There is every week We see it even, as I said to you, in mm-hmm. the, the Premiership Even the World Cup um, you know, so there are still always going to be debates, Gordon. But 
And John And like every other support In essence Yeah we'd like it to be a bit quicker But there will be One or two occasions Where it is Looking at two or three incidents Was it an offside And the build Was it a build up play back. Yeah And it will take a bit longer But hopefully these are few and far between It's funny because We know the other leagues have had it And it, I've now just started I've now started paying more attention to VAR in other leagues More than I ever did previously Because I'm just interested in the, the comparisons comparison. and, and almost the way people react I noticed last night where Now remind Arsenal, me Arsenal, Arsenal West Ham He just brushed Well I actually thought that one was alright But Mike, Michael Oliver it was And he's mm. sort of considered the top, yeah, top ref the isn't he? for the head Exactly yeah. so now to me It blatantly hits the player in the, in the head, head yeah. And yeah. the referee is looking straight at it Okay, yeah. He gives a penalty mm. He goes over and corrects his decision as you're meant to do yeah. I still feel like up here Because this is the way we work We then go Ah but forget VAR How bad was that decision That's from it. the ref yeah. in the first place yeah. Yeah. Whereas I don't know Maybe because I'm not immersed in it do, do Are other leagues now at the stage where they just say Oh good That's VAR yes, in action working. That's how it's meant to work Whereas I feel like had that decision been made up here We'd spend ages talking about how bad the initial decision from Michael Oliver well, was. You, well, I'm going to go with the referee here because when I watched it on my TV, I actually thought it was a penalty. Right, but hold on. You are on the recliner watching yeah. your telly. Look at where he is. See if you're there. You yeah, can I, tell look, that it's his look, I, Yeah, okay. He's got, he, but it's going at some pace. Anyway, by the way, I'm not going to argue about whether that was... A, I'm talking about the, the way yeah. decisions yeah. are received yeah. here. But the most important thing, the decision still used was to be, correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Without VAR... That is given as a penalty kick But Gordon's saying that That's right mm. the, He was getting plaudits Or VR was getting plaudits yep. For mm. ultimately getting it right mm. Whereas up here We actually want to criticise If he's like Colin Stevens Last week exactly. for, for, for Dundee United and Hearts He was getting that much criticism Because he got the decisions He personally got them wrong But VR corrected him And that's what VR Jim, was I think Because I, I watched the, the ref watch Or whatever it is On Sky Sports yeah. News today And yeah. it was all, the, the, the view was I mean look Michael he's distraught he's gutted that he's made the wrong decision and it's good that it's been corrected uh-huh. we, we just don't see things nah, that no, way no not at all I think the most frustrating thing, uh, frustrated thing about uh, VR with supporters is time mm. you know and we just have to bear the fact that if it's going to get more decision right then we need to live with that and you talk about Celtic fans are saying it's slowing us down I, I don't see that as much as they're wanting to keep playing this fast football yeah in the season so far in 18 games I've scored 57 goals right so I don't see VR being a, a big um, you know being harmful to them no, I know I think that, that like that's maybe the correlation between those two is maybe difficult to figure out but if you're just talking about individual moments again it doesn't need to be Celtic any team that wants the ball and play a lot say mm. you you burst in, you, you burst towards the edge of the box you win a free kick you want to take it but you can't because they're looking at something in the lead up to see if there was a flailing arm or whatever. Yeah, but God, that, be that, those that won't happen. It's only going to happen if the ball's in the box or if it's a goal, if it's a you know, there's a is a major decision. No, but, but it could be a know, red card. Yeah, it could be a, a red card. But, but again, there's going to be a major before decision um, before they do that. So that uh, you know, the, the breaks in play are not for every decision. So, yeah. and I think fans, listen, this is our first couple of months at it. <laughs> it will. It still. It still will be. Um. You know. Uh. Controversial at times. And I think the more we get used to it, then I think the more we accept it. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. Uk slash football. I've got it all figured out. 
It's only just dawned on me You mm. said earlier on You were acting more intelligent Because you were with Jim Duffy And not Mark <laughs> Wilson Yes, by the way If you're joining us This is him acting more intelligent Because you don't have Mark Wilson I think the same applied Last night He comes on Beat the Pundit He's got Hugh Keevans next to him He's under a bit of pressure mm. He got six questions right And blew the competition away The last twice he's done it next to you He's lost <laughs> I bet he's just a bit nervous and he's, he's, standing he's, next he's, to me. he's blown it for the pundits <laughs> uh, He's just a bit nervous Maybe uh, you two need a you've divorce You've set the bar too high for I'm me quite, I'm quite, you can't quite happy to get rid of him Maybe you two need a divorce oh. you got a good lawyer <laughs> Another one Oh get rid of him oh, I know he's <laughs> I've had enough of them <laughs> my days Anyway it's beat the pundit time You can take on Gordon DL A new and improved Gordon DL Or Jim Duffy 01419511025 Lines close at 7 So your chance to beat the pundit is next Headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lot of calls tonight, a lot of suggestions that Gordon Dale's new and improved because he's alongside Jim Duffy and not Mark Wilson. He's focused, he's concentrated, and he's ready for a big fixture card tomorrow. We're looking ahead to all those games if we can, so why not join in? 0141951 I think we've still to hear from Ange Postacoglu actually. I didn't get round to playing that earlier on Although I meant to We did hear from Michael Beale on Stephen Davis So we'll do Ange Postacoglu soon We'll continue the build up to the games And anything else at all that's out there Maybe you think things are a bit quieter Over the Christmas period Or something you've been wanting to get off your chest Or a transfer target You want to look ahead to Pick up that phone right now And let us know we'll do this first It's the wrong button See honestly Too, too much Nervous. Too much thinking about Christmas dinner there. Too much quality. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk/football. Okay, beat the pundit time. I must admit, I was hoping for a Christmas hangover for Mark Wilson or Hugh Keevans last night, but we had a the contestant come on. He had some help in the background. <laughs> a friend by the name of Mister Big Stuff, apparently. Oh, you know, it was one of those calls. That we ended it just in time Yeah You know we before it just got Out of control <laughs> That's what happened last night And Mark Wilson won David and Paisley Are you alone? Yes I am alone Good, That's fine Well you don't have to be I don't mind if you've got help But just, just double checking So I can have my finger Hovering over uh, The red button Like I did last night How's things David? Good Christmas? A great Christmas Thanks God and yourself Yeah not too bad Not too bad at all David Let's see if we can make it Even better We sign ball To add to the presents If you can beat Jim Duffy or Gordon DL Heads It's Jim Tails It is Gordon And it is Heads Jim Duffy Taking on David in Paisley So My the best Jim I hope you win I don't know if you still get Christmas Do you still get Christmas music after Christmas? I certainly turn mine off I don't know I'll give you some Clyde 2 anyway Jim uh, And distract him for a minute Nice and loud David Really simple I'm sure you've heard it 30 seconds Answer as many as you can If you want to pass That's fine by me okay? Yep good Right top man 30 seconds then On this clock And your time Starts now. Who's Rangers' top assister so far this season? Tavernier. What was the score the last time Celtic played Hibs? Uh, oh, 6 1 Celtic. Who became the English Premier League's defender with the most assists last night? Andy Robertson. Who's bottom of Scottish League One? Oh, pass. How many clubs has Craig Gordon played for in his entire career? Four. Who did Livingston host on Wednesday in the Scottish Premiership? Um, Who's got more Scotland caps Scott Brown or Barry Ferguson Scott Brown Okay 
Uh, let's bring back Jim Duffy. Jim, can you hear us? Yeah, that was like certainly going to get one right. Let me tell you. And I'm annoyed at that question. <laughs> I know, I'll let me take that out. I must admit, it's annoying me. Uh, right, thirty seconds, Jim. Shall we? Sure. Let's go. Who is Rangers' top assister so far this season? Um, James Tavenier. What was the score the last time Celtic played Hibs? Uh, two nothing. Celtic. Who became the English Premier League defender with the most Andy ever Robertson. assists? Who is bottom of Scottish League One? Peter Head. How many clubs has Craig Gordon played for in his entire career? Uh, four. Who do Livingston host on Wednesday in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, St Mirren. And who's got more Scotland caps, Scott Brown or Barry Ferguson? Scott Brown. Okay, okay. What are we thinking, David? Uh, I think I'm. I just been Dan Gordon. Let's find out course, course. Rangers top assister Is Ryan Kent Ken. Yeah he on 6 The last time Celtic Played Hibs It was more memorable Jim It was 6-1 And David got it right So David goes one in front uh, You both knew it You knew it before I'd even got halfway Through the question Andy Robertson Became the English Premier League defender With the most assists Now I don't think They were doing Assist stats for defenders in your day, Jim. Mm. I don't know how many you'd have, but what well, is a good accolade, that isn't it? That's a fantastic accolade. It just shows you that the modern day fullbacks how important they are. Unbelievable. What was it 50 55 or 50 something? something. Like that, Incredible. Yeah. Um, now, see, here, here's where it's skewed a bit, David. See if you were the team that's, if you were the manager of the team that's, say, one place se- above, second <laughs> bottom of League One, you would probably know <laughs> yeah. who was below you. Which is not ideal We needed the coin to land on Gordon tonight well, so I knew that because we spoke about it in the office yeah. I said who's Aye. bottom he went Peter I mean, Head You'd have yeah. forgotten uh, It is Peter Head So Jim Duffy <laughs> equalises to all uh, Craig Gordon has played for Count them with me Hearts, Sunderland, Celtic Cowdenbeath Four Well done you both got it oh, good game. Uh, You both went Scott Brown And you were both right He's got yeah. 10 more caps than Barry Ferguson 55 to 45 which means it all comes down to the last one. Who do Livingston host on Wednesday? David, it's St Mirren. He's I don't, done you. They played oh, at the weekend, didn't they? Do you know what, uh, David? I feel like it, I feel like it should have been a draw. That League One question is oh, ridiculous. honestly ridiculous. Uh, I thought you would have deliberately got it wrong as well, just to give you. <laughs> to, tomorrow a fine night's chance. question is: Who's the manager of Clyde? <laughs> but Jim's not on tomorrow, and Hugh Keevans will get that wrong. No, I'm on tomorrow. Yeah, you're tomorrow. back, so you're See, there you go. <laughs> nightmare. I'll, I'll, nightmare. Come on, Gordon. <laughs> Keep up. I, I don't. I don't appear too often, but th- this week actually for Can one week or another. Mary uh, Hill bus. I was. I. I was. I was. Uh, I was doubled up. Drafted in. Good. Well. well um. Anyway, like David, I enjoyed that. I'm. It was nice to have you. So since we've got you, let me put you on the spot. It says on my screen you're a Rangers fan. Uh, what are you thinking about your, your team at the moment? We've got a Gordon Dale's not giving his team too much hope at Ibrooks tomorrow. Well, to be fair, Gordon under Michael so far, we've had three wins with. I kind of patchwork team, not convincing wins. I'd take another one tomorrow and then take care of the, other, the, the mob in Monday. So I'll be happy with a wee win tomorrow night. Does, I always hear these cliches, David, right? About like these games take care of themselves and form goes out the window, and I'm never really sure how, how true it is. Um, would it be, how beneficial would it be? To have a proper convincing night tomorrow going into Monday, or or is it does it genuinely not matter to you? I, I, Gordon, I don't think it matters. The Celtic game always takes care of itself. I think form really seriously does go out the window in, in one of these games. Celtic always takes care of itself, but a win tomorrow night is obviously crucial. Without anything tomorrow, it's probably done and dusted. You know, so yeah. 
What do you, th- what, what do you think, Jimmy? The one, th- the only thing could, by the way, Michael Beale would say this. I don't think this is mm-hmm. even criticism. The, the one thing that's been missing so far has been a convincing performance. Yeah. Could they be doing with that tomorrow, or like, does it not matter to you? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it ultimately matters coming to the the game on Monday. But I think from from just the manager and also the players, just to know that it's there. You know, I mean, listen, it'll be a whole different game against Celtic. The quality, we know that. Um, you know, the the you know the jumping class is, is, is everybody knows is there. But I think for the players themselves to believe that that performance is there, that they, they have it in them, they can get into the game with a little bit more belief. Um, but listen, the atmosphere alone it will generate a, a different intensity to the game on Monday. Um, but I still make Celtic favourites anyway because you know they've been by far the best team so far this season. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always good to play well and get uh, three points. But the most important thing for Rangers tomorrow night is three points. Um, you know, keep winning games, keep putting, try and put a little bit of pressure on Celtic. I fancy Celtic strongly tomorrow night, Easter Road. So I think that gap will still be nine. Gordon, I was going to say since Michael Beale came, they've always had the advantage if that if you call it that. Or the, you know, they've been mm-hmm. going first and then Celtic need to respond. They've got a fifteen minute head start. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night I don't know if that quite Has the same effect No uh, But going into Going into Monday's game uh, I, I totally agree with David I, 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 Form does go out the window uh, uh, Jim's right I think Celtic Will probably get in favourites But Rangers have got Home advantage um, It's just one of those games Who turns up Gets a bit of luck A decision that goes your way It's just one of these Terrific fixtures That you look so forward to Is this the first Rangers Celtic match With VIA? You better believe it is Yes, yeah I, 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 I wasn't 100% We're going to have like, Midnight yeah, Extended yeah. shows Till midnight Every 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 day in yeah, January well, I think yeah, um, yeah, uh, David we were, we were talking about Stephen Davis there You know it's obviously A blow for him Injured Season over Maybe Rangers career over How crucial is it Midfield business Is done in January Well I think it's crucial Now Gordon With a midfield Injury crisis That we've got You know You've got Davis out, Ryan Jack's been in and out the team, Lawrence has been out long term, Hadji's out long term, options are limited, I think we've maybe got to dip into the market this month, um, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate, we've, we've had a patchwork team all season, um, you know, that's football for the way, we just need to go on there, maybe, maybe dip into the market next month and pick up somebody. You wonder how much of that would be a quick fix, and how much of it would be Part of a, a plan Because Michael Beale Sounds acutely aware of The midfield Could be completely Different next season You've got two lone players You've got Three out of contract, contract yeah. um, But you know if, if the absolute Right option For long term Is not available in January Do, do you just do something To To Tend you by uh, yeah, I, I think that you know. You, listen, like any any managers at any club, you try and bring uh, a player in that will improve your team. So whether that's for four or five months or whether that's longer term, I, I think it's uh, you know ideally you want something longer term. But if 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 Michael Beale thinks that that can help them challenge uh, Celtic uh, or win a trophy, um, then it's his job to bring him in, even if it is for short term. But um, it's it's interesting this year, Gordon, because I've, I've I've noticed a lot of teams seem to be suffering an awful lot of injuries. You know, I don't know what it is this year. I don't know if, if, if there's any change in terms of the the preparation. But there seems to have been a lot of teams right through right through the league. You know, Billy Dodge up at Inverness is absolutely you know, decimated. Hearts mm-hmm. decimated. Raiders Hearts defensively is yeah. unbelievable. There's isn't just it? been so many teams that that, that have been really um, had an awful lot of injuries this year. 
I don't know how you would ever even prove this Because it's probably quite a, a subjective thing But I'm going to set someone the task If there are any, any football geeks out there Any analysts, any statisticians let's. I want to know the truth behind Form goes out the window When Celtic meet Rangers or Rangers meet Celtic People just, they're saying it I'm not even saying you're wrong mm. But you're not backing up with anything No one does it's just, it's just. No, you've just always said it. It's just a fixture, and ah, but what does that mean? Because it is a completely different fixture. But, any. but hold on, right? Yeah, okay. it's, so, like, it's like saying uh, two uh, nothings a very fragile right. scoreline. When, yeah. when you're two nothing up, <laughs> you'd be delighted. Unless, I'm just unless curious, you right? really I'm, went out there and played and, and sampled uh-huh. what that game uh, is don't, all don't about. Do that. Don't use that rubbish. No, excuse. no, no. I'm not saying. And you've not. No, right. no. I would never say that, but I have. <laughs> well, okay, then. When <laughs> was the last? When was the last mm. fixture that the underdog, if they if they were really second favourites going into the game, won? Right, that that wasn't my point. My point was I said oh, that this, I, this is the oh, very that, opposite of form going out the window. I thought I said that, that I agree with Jim that Celtic were getting favourites, but that game. By the way, I don't have an answer. I'm just curious. In fact, right, I've I've got let's the list here. Right, so Celtic. That game brings something out in players that no other game thing. does. That's a different thing. I'm talking about form going out the window. So go back to last season. Well, maybe Rangers winning the cup semi final. Mm. Would most folk have fancied it? But then Rangers were a difficult case last year because they weren't doing well in the league, but they were producing all these European performances yeah. at that time. Remember, they won the semi final. Yeah. Extra you, you time. Get to a European final, so that, I wouldn't have said right. that. That was no, a shock. That, no, no, I'm talking about form, form going out the window. Yeah, that's what I'm but, saying. Yeah, but the form wasn't ridiculous. You know, they weren't miles mm-hmm. off the pace. Because in the two before that last season Celtic won You would have expected them to maybe How many years are you going to base this on Gordon? You would have to base it on about 20 years Who's who's (laughs) out of form just now? Because since the new Rangers manager came in He's won every game Mm -hmm. Postacoglu is winning every game So who's your team out of form? The season before Rangers were unbeaten in them all weren't Mm -hmm. they? So the form never went out the window at any point You wouldn't say I'm just, just curious somebody can, somebody can provide a definitive answer On a subject that has no definitive answer for me mm. So I can sleep easy uh, Thank you very much David It was nice to hear from David there on the line If you want to get involved It's 01419511025 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB as well So why not keep us in touch In fact Speaking of people who are, are on the ball Paul Patterson says uh, can you ask Jim Duffy Why we've mm. changed Have we changed the training days Because it's usually mm. Tuesday and Thursday mm. And he's obviously listening to you On the radio mm. Saying this is Tuesday Why is he not at training What sort of slack operation <laughs> Is this guy running Yeah he's right It's Tuesday and Thursday And we still train Tuesday and Thursday But the boys were off work this week uh, Or college or uni Or whatever it is they're in So we trained this morning Brilliant See and to be fair he says, Jim go. has done a good job Since coming back With a wee <laughs> thumb up So we're training Tuesday morning And Thursday morning I'd this like week. they prefer that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, well. play, yeah, the players like full time. Like a wee taste of full time yeah, football, yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, like when you were off school and you'd maybe go and do something more exciting. That's well, what it reminds me. It was me a bit of. snowy and a bit cold, but yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have because you train in East Coast, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, that can't today, have been. Yeah. That can't have been good. Yeah, the players really enjoy them. But yeah, but I, I, I certainly did, and I think I think they seem to be enjoying it today. Good, right? This is a perfect time to get in touch on the phones. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Are you agreeing or disagreeing with what you've heard? Why not indulge me? Does form go out the window mm. when Celtic play Rangers? Rangers play Celtic. Uh, if anyone's got an answer for me. Uh, we could look at that next We'll do a full time teaser Plenty more time for your calls Whatever the topic is So give us a shout 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Jim Duffy are here at so 01419511025 and it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. I love the tweet from Brian because I was just one that does form go out the window between Celtic and I hear everybody say it and I just want to know what it truly means. And Brian just says, "Keep being intellectually curious." He's given me way too much credit. <laughs> I think it was a. Uh, Talking nonsense probably Yeah exactly But thank you Brian For the intellectual support Much needed Um, Let's look at your Full time teaser tonight then Very straightforward question Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't promise that the answers Will be Mm. straightforward Can you name And uh, I'm going to Tell you in a loose way Who this was inspired by In a minute um, Can you name the all time English Premier League Top Scottish Goal scorers Top 10 so the top 10 Scottish goal scorers in English Premier League history. Oh, Duncan okay. Ferguson. He one. is top of the trees. He's got 68. Well done. Is he? Good. Kevin Gallagher. I don't know why. I don't, is, I don't know if it's an anniversary or something, but I feel like on my Twitter feed recently, uh, amongst other things that have been appearing on my Twitter feed, uh, has been a video, that video, remember, where he's... It's Jimmy Bullard and Duncan I, I, Ferguson's I, raging at something and Bullard's laughing looking at him as if like I don't want to go I, anywhere near yeah. you and then he leans over to James McFadden and as if like looking for support mm-hmm. We'll need to ask James McFadden what it is Jimmy Bullard says to him uh, in that moment Anyway Yeah, Kevin Gallagher I think Kevin Gallagher Yeah, he's second mm-hmm. You two going to do this in order or something? That would be <laughs> I was just How many we got Gordon? Yeah. Sorry, my apologies ten. It's the top ten Yeah, it's Top ten Um Oh, we've sort of run out. Um, James McFadden? He is 15th on the list, right. apparently. Right. I think Scottish. Ooh. No. Do you need to give us a, f- a few minutes? Hold on. Hold on. What? I'm just trying to think. <laughs> All right, okay, last one, we'll get back to it. It's fine. Ferguson yeah. and Gallagher yeah. looking for the top oh. 10. Um, Scottish English Premier League scorers of all time We'll just leave it there That's two so far And like Ryan did tonight Ryan sent that into full time At Clyde1.com So Ryan at uh, Ryan sent it to Full time at Clyde1.com So please do send Stephen it Fletcher in. Stephen Fletcher Yes mm-hmm. He is third on the list well, yeah. you, you do this in order uh, Leave it there I'll give you the nod When you have to okay, Give sorry. me some more Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu Shall we Talking about rotation Our medical team Our sports scientists team We've done an outstanding job This year In terms of Keeping our best players On the park all the time um, And You know I think it's helped That we've got you know, been, I've been able to rotate the squad And And, and keep players fresh I mean Leal Abada definitely Deserved to start today But you know, again, it's such a short turnaround. Um, you know, having James Forrest available and know what he can do, it made sense for us to, to make that change. Same with Jota on the other side and Dyson, you know. So, and Aaron as well. I mean, Aaron's come back from the World Cup. He's in great condition. Um, you know, we've got really good players and we're going to utilise them. Going to utilise the squad then. Will How much of that will we see tomorrow against Hibs? And what does he make of them as an opponent? Tough challenge, um, especially... You know, especially at their ground. I remember last year, I think it was probably January time, we, we drew a game there and it was a tough game for us. Um, you know, it's, it's a great stadium. They get a good crowd. It feels like a big game and <clears throat> it'll be um, 
it'll be a good challenge for us. Yeah, Lee's really determined to, to get them playing a certain way and it's not easy, I know, when you don't have the players who want to play that style, but I think with a couple more transfer windows you can see what he's what he's trying to do and they've got some real attacking threats, particularly with Kevin Nisbet coming back now as well. Um, so um, it'll be a, it'll be a, a good challenge for us, but um, as I said, you know we're on a good run of form. We're we're really sort of focused on on, on ourselves at the moment and being the best team we can be. Uh, let's go to the phones and bring in James in Kilsyth. How's it going, James? Uh, good evening. I'm fine, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, season's greetings to you. Same and, to uh, you, James. Hope it, hope so, it was a good one. What's your point tonight? Well, there was a couple of things that I was wanting to say. Well, the first thing was about the game. You know, on Monday, given that if Celtic and Rangers both win tomorrow night, you get into the game on Monday, the pressure is a lot. There's a lot of pressure on Rangers, a lot more than there is on Celtic, because Celtic can can Celtic can afford to have any one of the three results, and Rangers can only afford to have one. Rangers can only afford to win. They can't afford to drop two points at home to Celtic, because that 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 will put the pressure on them. They're playing at home, and they say that's a big advantage. Well, Celtic overcame that advantage last year when they beat them two one, and they came for a goal behind. Um, and, and they overcame the crowd advantage. Um, and, and the Rangers crowd, if Celtic play the way they can, if Celtic go three up tomorrow, the, the, the Loudon Bar will be absolutely mobbed. You know what I mean? After, you know, at half time. But um, no, I, I think I think um, that there's more pressure on Rangers. Um, but having said that, you know, when when you've got the, um, you know, the old firm, you know, I won't call it the old firm, I call it the Glasgow Derby, you know. The the um the Glasgow Derby when it comes to that forum does tend to go out the window, you know, sometimes, but not sometimes. all the times. Um, so it does or it doesn't. Because if it does, then I suppose if it does, if it's you know if nothing that if nothing that goes before matters, then it's not important that that Celtic went to Ibrox and won last season because this is a one-off fixture, yeah. as you all keep telling me. Um, this notion of pressure—that's mm. always a good one as well yeah. on this week, uh, Jim. Because you can all you can you can do what you like. I would obviously get where mm. James comes from because Celtic are well, they're in the driving seat. Their favourites. You would rather be in their position. Yeah. I am sure someone would be try and spin it the other way and say, "Yeah, but that now means that Rangers are proper underdogs in the title race, mm. and no one's expecting anything from them." And then if Celtic were to slip up, it, so, so therefore <coughs> the pressure's on Celtic. Is it just done them both all the time? Or? I don't. I don't think you would uh, say to you know uh, any of the fans whether it's uh, Celtic or Rangers. Obviously, Ibrox, um, the vast vast majority are going to be Rangers fans, and therefore they expect their team to to win the game. That's understandable. Celtic fans, obviously not that many at the game, but all the Celtic fans around the world expect him to win the game. But I think that, you know, the point that James makes is it just shows you how important tomorrow night's fixers are. Yeah. Because if it stays the same, if both teams win, yeah, there, there probably is a little bit more pressure on Rangers. They cannot afford, um, you know, for Celtic to extend that lead um, or, or even maintain that nine-point advantage. They really have to go for it. They really have to take a bigger risk, I think. I think if it was a... If the scores were level, say, with 10 minutes to go, now, and we know the way Ange Postecoglou's team play, they'll still try and win it anyway. But I think Rangers will probably have to take a bigger risk and try and go for it because the, the three points would be more significant to them. Yeah, I think, obviously, Gordon, if you want to put, try and equate pressure to arithmetic, Celtic can afford to lose the game more than Rangers mm-hmm. can. So you would, you would 
you wouldn't argue with that, would you? No, I wouldn't argue with that. And if uh, if, if both teams get three points tomorrow night, I don't think Rangers can afford to lose a game at all. I think we'd all agree, and I think the majority of Rangers fans would even agree that would be a league well and truly gone. Um, but I still think, no matter what the league position is, uh, the points, I just think the nature of the game puts pressure on both teams because you're there, you know how much it means to your supporters. Um and you know playing in these games and these atmospheres the pressure's always on you walking out that tunnel I don't care who you are you will never experience anything like it and uh, that puts a bit of pressure on you because you've got to perform but if the two teams win tomorrow night which I expect them to do Gordon Rangers certainly with that little bit added pressure can't afford to lose it take it you expect James tomorrow the, the players to be fully focused on just that don't let the minds wander and, and deal with the Hibs game first? Yeah, well, that, that, it's a game at time, but what I think is, is that uh, Stevie Hamill and Lee Johnson will get their players in tomorrow afternoon and they'll play this this podcast. And they'll say, listen to this, guys, we've been written off. You know, as a wee bit of motivation for them because you can't write, you can't write any team off. I mean, last year, the Rangers were 2 0 up against Murrow and came back. Celtic went to Easter Road. They were, you know, they were, they were, they were playing great guns at the time. Drew nothing each You know what I mean So you, you can't write These teams off you know? oh, I certainly wouldn't want To write Stevie Hamill off Gordon um, no. I wouldn't be able to sleep If I did that And James is right That they were very unlikely Or it seemed unlikely Last season um, when, when Motherwell I think twice actually Went to Ibrox and Drew Didn't they Yeah um, A one all and a, a two all From memory So that's clearly what a largely similar group of players under a different manager will be trying to replicate tomorrow. We know, we know, Jim, I'll tell you, we've been in the game long enough. There's not a certainty in this game, but Motherwell will know it's a very hard task they've got ahead of them tomorrow night, um, especially after a weekend 2-0 up against Kilmarnock. To get in with the three points under your belt would have probably helped, but you're looking at a Rangers team at home under a new manager that's not lost yet. Let any team go in there You need a bit of luck You need things to go for you You need Rangers to be A bit below for them uh, Two teams play at their potential There's only one outcome And I fully expect And I've said it from Start of the show tonight I fully expect Rangers And Celtic to get into Next week's game Monday With the same points gap I think it, both teams will win tomorrow I mean the draw between Celtic and Hibs last season um, Jim mm. Celtic Seemed that well they are They're further along the road now That they'll have more options Maybe mm -hmm. that would make Ange Postacoglu more Comfortable But he did reference it He brought it up mm -hmm. himself About the potential dangers And Hibs are different as well Funny what A few days can do to the The mood mm -hmm. Because if this game Was a few days ago You were looking at Hibs form And thinking it was that Well it was It was disastrous And then yeah, they the win the window Go and win 4-0 at the weekend yeah. Is that enough to mean You then overcome Celtic Obviously that's a different challenge But you'd rather go into it With that type of backing. Yeah obviously it was against 10 men For a, a, a long period of that game as well Jason Hogan sent off very early on But yeah you're right In terms of confidence That would definitely help There's no, there's no question about that um, From Celtic's point of view 
Um, you know they, they have more options now you're right the five subs you know he, he can change it he's got real quality on the bench I think there's a wee bit of mind games as well uh, he probably won't uh, say that was the case but he was coming out and saying that uh, Hibs will be more attacking you know be on the front foot more will make the game a little bit more open all these sort of things I'm not quite so sure if Hibs will be uh, we saw two different Hibs teams against Rangers a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. first half very very good a little bit more direct getting up to, to Nisbet looking at the flick-ons and squeezing the game and played really well and in the second half for some reason literally as the whistle blew sat right back defended the penalty box and just invited pressure eventually Rangers capitalised on that so it'll be interesting to see which Hibs team um, Lee Johnson sets up against Celtic and will he, will he stick with um, Ryan Porteous uh, still playing that holding midfield role I was going to say does he play at all? if so where? and then is it his final game in a Hibs jersey is it one of his final games does his next club play in this division you know there's so many questions surrounding him at the moment yeah I think I think Lee Johnson alluded to the fact it could be his last game so I think he said there was an offer on the table and a significant offer at that so therefore it may well be the case that it could be his last game and if it is you know like any player and he's been brought through the ranks here and done really well I think he'd really want to you know go out on a real positive note and the best way to do that is for him and Hibernian to, to have a, a, a good result I think it will be a real tough test I, I think Celtic will just win it but I think Hibs are a wee bit better than their, their overall results have, have suggested I think if you look at their squad and their players I think they've got a decent squad there um, but I still think Celtic's just got too much quality um, not, not to win the match yeah, will we see Ryan Portis in that team tomorrow? Yeah, definitely. Um, and why not? Because he's suspended, of course, for the Edinburgh Derby. Yeah, uh, it'd be a good way to go out for him. A terrific game. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, I thought he'd done all right at Ibrox in the middle of mm-hmm. part. His preferred possession, mm-hmm. obviously, and where he's getting all the notice as at centre back. But uh, it's good that he can get in there and play. But definitely, he will play. He's a big part of Hibs' team. They know they're going to lose him. They're playing against Celtic. They need all mm. the best players. I they think can what get. I've, the quote certainly I've got in front was Lee Johnson speaking to Sky Sports News, saying it doesn't feel like it's that way. As in his last game, of course it could change quickly. It will only take an offer and a big offer to come in. The club will have to consider it. We've got to be ready. There's a succession plan in place. You've got to enjoy him while we've got him. So certainly he's going to play tomorrow, isn't he? But just mm-hmm. the, the probably the more pertinent question is: is it his? Is it his final game? Yeah, yeah, I think with the fact that he's, he's suspended for the derby, uh, I think that that's something that um, you know might might play um, a bigger part in the fact is that it might be his last game. You know, if if, if he was available for that and it was early yeah. January, he may well have wanted, he, he may have wanted to go play, play with that game, but um, you know it's probably ten days, isn't it? Maybe between then and the next game. So yeah, it looks it looks likely. Um, it's been all the, the rage in the last week or so To not lump Celtic and Rangers together Ange Postacoglu was drawing distinctions between them Ryan Porteous did play that holding midfield role at Ibrox mm-hmm. As you said mm-hmm. This is Celtic It's a different team It's it's at, it's at home rather mm-hmm. than in Glasgow as well What's the likelihood that Lee Johnson goes for a similar tactic? Yeah, if he, I think if Lee Johnson's going to look at his team and if he thinks that that's you know that's something that's worked for him and they've performed well, obviously as Gordon said, they won four nothing the weekend. Um, you know, the, then they may well think, listen, why, why do we need to change it? Let's let's go 
um, with that. But he might then say to someone like you know McGinnis or something, listen, you need to drop a little bit, you know, and, and leave Nisbet up, up the front on his own. So he might he might just try and secure that midfield a little bit more, or he might leave one player out, Johan or something like that, and put an extra midfield player in. But I, I don't really see him changing too much because they had such a you know positive result. You always want to play open football, especially at home, and your own supporters. He was under a little bit of pressure going into the weekend. He's got a great result. So the Hibs supporters were looking for the team to build on that, Gordon. But you've got to take into consideration who you're playing against. And the, the pace and the quality Celtic have got, middle to front, and their two full-backs, the way they play as well. So as much as I think he will be as attacking as he possibly can, He's got to be making sure that he knows what's coming in behind with the fact that Celtic's front three, middle apart, and two fullbacks. Because if he leaves himself too much open, he'll certainly get punished. Thanks again to James. It's 01419511025. We're also on the full time teaser. Now, the aim of the game, if you've never heard it before, maybe you've stumbled across this madhouse during the Christmas break, you send the questions to us. And the pundits try and come up with the answers to your question In the last half hour of the show It's great fun because they usually struggle <laughs> So if you want to send one over And hear it used on the show That's what Ryan uh, in Canvas Lang did tonight It's fulltime at Clyde1.com Can you name the top 10 Scottish English Premier League goal scorers? Mm-hmm. So Duncan Ferguson is top Kevin Gallagher is second And Stephen Fletcher is third Spectacularly not only are these two getting them all They're getting them in order so I've far I've got a few Have you got a couple? Well I've only got one I think no, He's not a regular goal scorer But he's played an awful lot of games In the Premier League So I'm just going to hope He scored a few goals James MacArthur? No So you, you rubbed mm. out the He's no, not I've got Ken Dalglish He's because not far at all You know MacArthur He's only a couple away yeah. uh, Not Dalglish I, I, know, I, know, I, know, okay. I know he finished in the mm. 80s But I thought Maybe just he was still a player Gary McAllister must Gary be McAllister. He's fourth You're yeah. doing them in order Okay Yeah Um we went for Paul Dickoff. Yep. Well done. Mm-hmm. Right. Come on, Jim. Jump no, that's that. One, two, no. three. That's McAllister five. Was we'll take one, one more guess from you. Right. I may be way out, but he's a friend of mine, so I'll give his... John Spencer? Yes. Everton, Chelsea? Same amount as Paul Dickoff. Well done. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get the rest of the answers, and if you fancy it, more calls next. Scottish football's lead leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here. They're tackling this full time teaser sent in by Ryan in Canvas Lang tonight. He wants to know if you can name the 10 <coughs> top Scottish English Premier League goal scorers of all time. You've got Duncan Ferguson, Kevin Gallagher. Stephen Fletcher Gary McAllister Paul Dickov and John Spencer Snodgrass must be there Robert Snodgrass is a great shout I can see Kenny Vine has given this a good go on Twitter he's oh, got one I can few. think he is Don Hutchison Don Hutchison must be let me check my list he is yes he's yes. fifth on the list well done oh, yeah. Darren Fletcher no he is 11th <sighs> apparently so what's that two five you've got Eight, so two to get, is that right? Is that what you're expecting? No, two. Yeah, two to get. Okay, we'll get them before the end of the show, so you can leave it there uh, for now. This loosely reminded me, but he didn't score last night, but whilst we were on air, uh, Ben Doak came Mm -hmm. on and made his English Premier League debut. 17 years and 45 days, Jim, and Mm -hmm. 
you'll know more about these things mm. than than we do. We were talking about is that when it becomes a really big deal when it's an English Premier mm. League debut as opposed to a League Cup or a friendly. Mm. You know, does it feel like there's a real yeah. show of faith in the player then? Yeah, and also for Liverpool away to away to Aston Villa. You know, I mean, it's a huge game. Yeah, I mean, I watched the game. Um, he the, the the first passes I play, the ball get played up to him, and he just let it run through his legs. Uh, went past the fullback. Uh, and that's exactly what you want as a young kid going on in 17 and they were saying that if he would have scored he'd have been the youngest ever scorer in uh, Liverpool's history when you think of young guys like Michael Owen and guys like that and Robbie Fowler and all these kind of boys that came through uh, that would have been some feat I think he can still still manage it but um, yeah I mean Listen, uh, you know, from Celtic's point of view, it'll be disappointing because they lose a, a very talented a bit of Billy, Billy Gilmore when he left Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to try and keep our young, talented players up here, but I suppose he'll feel justified that he's already made his his his, his debut in the Premier League for Liverpool some at the age of seventeen. Some rise that Gordon because look, Celtic obviously tried to quickly get him in the first team he played this time last year, didn't he? Came on against uh, Rangers for mm-hmm. Celtic, played a couple of times. But when he was signed for Liverpool, he was signed for, I think, the under-18s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and in the space of a few months, he's he's making an, an English Premier League debut. As Jim says, no lack of, uh, no shortage of confidence. Skipping uh, by a, a France international with ease. I think uh, I think Jim makes a great point that he can justify the move because look, how many times have we watched players from Scotland go to big clubs in England, and you, they don't get a, a, a look in. They don't get near the first team. Um, and then they waste so many years of their career and then they come back up to Scotland. But this kid's the real deal. He's a, he's absolutely the real deal. And uh, he he believed in his own ability that he could go down and mix it with these superstars. And he's certainly not frightened to do it. Is there any reason why you don't see a bit, a bit more of them? They almost see because the position you play as mm-hmm. well, Jim. I'm not saying that it's easier by any means but it's probably easier to get five minutes here and there get yeah. ten minutes if Ben Doak's a 17 year old centre half then you know yourself you, you either start games or you don't but yeah. if he, you know if Liverpool are, are either comfortable mm-hmm. and, and want to put a bit of yeah. gloss or maybe they are even just looking for an impact well we mentioned earlier about squads and, and also the change in the substitutions uh, Gordon you get five subs now from nine mm-hmm. so that gives younger players a chance particularly if the manager believes that the game's already won so you can then throw throw kids on if they wants to, but I mean Liverpool on three young players last la, last night, um, you know, um, so therefore trying to get the balance right between you know competing for for trophies and titles and bringing through younger players, even if they bring them in from other clubs, still try to develop them. It's it's a it's a tough balancing act, and you know we've had many calls on here, particularly from Rangers fans over the last few months, you know, looking a bit on about McCann and Lowry and thing. Look, why not throw them in? Why not do that? It's just getting that band because you've still got to win. Uh, Liverpool won last night, so therefore, you know, the, the, the plot has come thick and fast for both Ben Doak and Jurgen Klopp for giving them the opportunity. Yeah, and now, of course, we've got our own fish to fry up here in the Premiership tomorrow. Uh, we've given Rangers v Motherwell um, a, a fairly good preview, I think, just to finish off on that, Gordon, particularly. From a Motherwell perspective, sometimes it's the least expected results that can kick you on. But after the manner of the, the draw, which mm-hmm. would have felt like a defeat um, just before Christmas, 
Yeah, you can take a positive out of it in the fact that first came back, Gordon, a bit rusty. You go 2 0 up, yeah, but a lack of concentration. Like Kamarno can be two very quick goals, which Stevie Hamill and Brian Kerr will be really disappointed with, of course, because they'll have worked on it for weeks upon weeks, trying to get off and running with a good result. You're right, you go to Ibrox tomorrow now. Nobody's expecting Motherwell to go there and win. Um, they'll go with a good game plan, they'll have worked on it. You've got to hope for a little bit of luck. Of course you do. You've got to hope the Rangers maybe are just off it a little bit. You can sneak that first goal. It puts a little bit of pressure on them, especially with the game coming up Monday. Um, never say never, but it's got to be very, very difficult. I think Rangers will want to try, and as you said, Gordon, get that performance, get two or three goals up if they can, listen, without being disrespectful. And then they can use that, you know, those five subs, they can, they can give some people some game time. Get them up to speed But if they make the game a struggle And then it's the last 15, 20 minutes They're having to put so much effort in Then that, that could that could have, have an impact come Monday We're talking about young players there. It's good to see young Adam Devine you know, Playing so well for Rangers In an unfamiliar position at left back He's still a teenager And it'll be great to see if he can, can stay in the team yeah. Even if, if, if likes of Barishes becomes available again But for the, for, the, for the game on Monday I think mm. it'd be terrific If a young player who's come through the ranks Gets the nod because his performances deserve him to stay in the team. Yeah, that'll be a good debate uh, for tomorrow when the teams are about to be announced. I quite like the look of Livingston St Mirren, Jim, because Livingston mm. very rarely get a proper sore one. And they did at the weekend, mm. albeit down to 10 men. And then on the flip side, St Mirren get a very good victory against 10 men also. Mm. Um, at the weekend So it'll be interesting To see how both Come off the back of that Yeah I was at the The, the game at, in Paisley um, A couple of months ago And uh, You know It was a very very close game Actually Livingston lost In the last minute But but played really well In the game And, and I said I think David Martindale's done a, An outstanding job there uh, And Livingston at home again I think uh, You know You would certainly not Write them off Even though St Murn Are in really good form so yeah, I mean, listen. If you if you really had to pick, you 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 would go for a draw in that one. But if you're asking me just to pick a one, mm. I, I probably would just edge Livingston just on the fact that they're at home. I mean, Jason Holt's available. Mm. Gordon David Martindale saying they've got a, a duty to appeal the red card that he picked up at Easter Road. He says it was a you know ridiculous decision. He says the referee got it wrong. VAR didn't didn't kick in. We all make mistakes. Very disappointed. Um, and he's talking about you know bonus money, basically appearance money. Saying we need to get you know we feel we, this guy could lose out on money unfairly. That was his his reasoning for it. Has he got a good chance? Yeah, um, and it will be an important game tomorrow night after the the the, the, the Hibs game. That was very disappointing because the incentive is if you look at that league table, Hibs are playing Celtic, and I fancy Celtic to win that. And if they beat St Mirren, they're back in that top six again. You know, the leapfrog Hibs and St Mirren. So it's very important. Jason Holt's a very important player to him. So he's obviously, as much as he's protecting the lad by saying, we like appearance money and bonus money for he wants him on the side. Yeah. Uh, and football does this to you. It writes its own story sometimes, Jim. St Johnston against Hearts. For Hearts, it's life after Craig Gordon mm -hmm. this season. Xander Clark's a and yeah. where would Xander Clark kickstart his Hearts mm -hmm. career? Uh, none other than McDermott Park, where yeah. he obviously made his name. So... And that's that's just another interesting yeah. aspect to that meeting. Yeah, I mean, that is, but I mean, Zanderkla has been a very good goalkeeper. I mean, he went to Hearts actually. I was a wee bit surprised because I'm thinking, well, Craig Gordon's absolutely got nailed on to play, but um, sadly for Craig, he's picked up that horrific uh, injury. Uh, but they do have a top class goalkeeper 
um, there so fair play to Robin uh, Nielsen and, and, and the recruitment staff again at Hearts for having that foresight um, but listen the first thing we have to do is wish Craig Gordon all the best I mean again you just hope that he's makes a full recovery and gets back um, you know playing at the top level he's, again a couple of saves he made at the weekend in that game mm. he got injured but absolutely magnificent uh, he's a phenomenal goalkeeper but uh, yeah Xander Clark going to be St Johnson are playing well and again Hearts are just again decimated by injury after injury mm-hmm. so you would have to say I think St Johnson might just be favourites now. and of course we've got Dundee United Ross County the battle to avoid being bottom at the turn of the year I know that's something that can hang over teams so we'll see how that one goes right let's finish off with this teaser tonight now it was Ryan in Cambus Lang sent it into full time at Clyde1.com he wants you guys to name the top 10 Scottish English Premier League goal scorers of all time. You've got Ferguson, Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Kevin Gallagher, Stephen Fletcher, Gary McAllister, Paul Dickov, John Spencer, Robert Snodgrass. We've got McFadden. And Don Hutchinson. No, yeah, you've not. McFadden was 15, this is. Well, there's a short map, old. Two to one. get. Oh, right. I thought we'd won. No, I'm waiting on you. You're the man tonight. Oh, my Honestly. word. You're, you're definitely. Have, have I missed. Someone really I should get mm, Not necessarily Not any I, I, easier I'm or struggling harder. with two The only one I can think of, James Morrison Yes well done But I can't mm-hmm. get the other one I'm gone No I've given it everything I could possibly give <laughs> it I only Clue need, please Only need to name One of his English clubs And you'll get it Straight away Charlie Adam I've given you his name Instead of his team It's been a long Christmas period Let's go Who do you It's one of those nights Right anyway Ali Wright's up next Jim Duffy's back tomorrow (laughs) And Hugh Keevans alongside him We've got six big games Really really looking forward To tomorrow night Make sure you join us Uh, We will speak to you at six Ali has got you For the rest of the evening